everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. Today I will be reviewing Hallmark movie Love Classified, starring Melora Hardin, Catherine McNamara, Max Lloyd Jones, and Arian Mendy. This movie aired a couple of weeks ago, but due to time constraints, I wasn't able to release it until just now. I previously talked with the writer Lynn Sternberger a couple of episodes back where we discussed her writing process and her message to the loud and boisterous haters who refused to watch the movie due to homophobia. This is, I believe, the first Hallmark movie where the lead love storyline was a same-sex couple, Taylor and Frankie, played by Catherine McNamara and Arian Mendy, respectively. Their chemistry was palpable from the moment they laid eyes on each other. Frankie had previously been in a relationship with women. This was Taylor's first time, but it didn't stop her from sitting down and drinking coffee with Frankie. Melora Hardin plays the matriarch of the family, Amelia, an author who comes to Penville to connect with her two grown children, but also carries a secret with her. Another reason she is hiding from them why she is back in their hometown. Zach, played by Max Lloyd-Jones, is a struggling artist who is currently being commissioned by a local bookstore to paint a mural. The thing that connects these stories, other than the blood, is the app Classify, an app akin to classified ads on newspapers where businesses can post ads at events, hookups can happen, and neighbors can share the news. I like this movie. It wasn't your stereotypical Hallmark movie about a boy meeting a girl. They work on some project together, face and overcome an obstacle, fall in love, and live happily ever after. To quote Amelia, love stories aren't all magical. They're not all flawless, not all romantic. Some are complicated. This movie embodied that. It explored the complications of familiar love. A mom who could stay in town soon after her husband passed away, leaving her children to grieve alone. Amelia had been running for five years from her children, just afraid of being in the same town that she thought she would raise her children with her husband and spend the rest of their life together. It just had too many memories, too much pain. But because she left town and never looked back, it left Zach and Taylor grieving on their own and dealing with their pain alone. Yes, they're grown-ups, but they're also her kids. They held on to that anger towards their mom all this time. Taylor was less willing to forgive than Zach, though. Zach was willing to hear his mom out <laughs> it was even funny because you know he they sort of matched up on the classify app yeah that was a little bit weird i mean i can't imagine you know matching up with my dad on an app that would just gross me out but it did break the ice between Zach and his mom that probably would not have happened so quickly any other way. 
My favorite part of this movie, though, is that it stands out from all the hundreds of Hallmark movies prior to this. Is for the first time ever, sexuality being fluid is dis- explored. As Frankie said to her best friend early in the movie, we don't need labels. You're just attracted to whoever <coughs> you're attracted to, no matter the gender. For example, Frankie has dated previously women. You know, she's dated them throughout college, med school, etc. I don't didn't hear um, that she dated men before. She probably did, um, but she didn't need a label. Taylor was. Have, has never been with a woman before, but it never stopped her from sitting down and drinking coffee with Frankie and, you know, having a long discussion with her. Shoot, it was so cute when she went back to work after her coffee date. She was like in heaven, all flirting and happy and just cloud nine. I mean, even her employee. Hannah paid attention to that. Amelia kind of crashed the mood because she entered Taylor's plant shop <laughs> right at that moment. The plant shop called Blue Maria. It's kind of cute, a little, you know, succulents store, it seemed like. But uh, one thing I also have to give this movie is that it showed how families should react or I would hope would react when their loved ones come out the closet. When Taylor told Zach that she is currently dating another woman, Zach's response was, I don't care if you're with a man, a woman, or both. As long as you're happy, and that's how it should be. The, the gender of the person that you fall in love with shouldn't matter as long as they make you happy, you know? 100%, support, 100% supportive brother. Really cute. I love their um, relationship. Amelia's reaction was hilarious. Frankie is a cardiologist at the Penderville Hospital, and <laughs> by coincidence, Amelia is one of Frankie's patients. So when Amelia had like a medical emergency where she thought she had a heart attack, Taylor runs to the hospital and finds out right then and there that Frankie is her mom's doctor and they have some awkwardness, some tension, etc. Amelia notices it. And she's like, they have tension, like real tension. I was just like, is, is Taylor dating a doctor? And that's, that's wonderful. That's such a great thing because she wasn't shocked or reacting to the fact that Taylor is dating a woman. Taylor, she was reacting to the fact that Taylor is dating her daughter. And that is 
Awesome. I love open families. I love supportive families. And, you know, it's just great. Um, of course, the movie isn't all rainbows and butterflies. Amelia came back to Penfield, not just to connect with her children and do a book signing, but because she had a heart attack and needed their support. By the end of the movie, though, the family got back together. Family dinner now includes Frankie, Amelia's longtime friend, Brian, played by Steve Bashik, and her publicist. That whole book reading, though, it went from, like, book reading, professional, whatever, to very personal, where Amelia opened up to the fact that she'd been running away from Penfield, running away from her pain, and sadly, running away from her children. But now she's there to stay because she wants to support them. She, she shared some very kind words about her son, who finished the mural finally after like seven tries. And Taylor. There was, you know, and even suggested that she that um, she would find another cardiologist as long as Taylor gives Frankie another shot. <laughs> Again, showing support for her daughter's relationship. I like this movie. It was more adult. It is about family, and in many ways, it's the very definition of family-friendly because it showed how a family can support each other through thick and thin. It was different. It touched on subjects I have never seen Hallmark do before. Do I miss the rom-com formula? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> the chemistry between Catherine and Ariane were off the charts. They are such a beautiful couple. It was cute. This movie had cameos. Paul Campbell has been an advocate for diversity in Hallmark for years now. And he isn't just a man of words. He did a cameo as the bartender. Ashley Williams also did a cameo. She was the lady in the cover of all of Amelia's books. Her husband was the executive producer. Some, down, some downers. Zach's storyline was the weakest, in my opinion. The flirtation going on with the bookstore manager, Margot, was so unnecessary. It was definitely a weak point in the script. I Also, the best friends in employee... Eh. I mean, they're cute side characters, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know if it was really necessary. Um, talking about the employee, Hannah, um, can we stop with the at least you had a mother card? Like, that's bare minimum. Just because mom is alive doesn't mean it's good for your health to give them another chance to keep them in your life. Sometimes a person is better off without them. When Hannah pulls that card on Taylor, I groaned and invalidated Taylor's hurt that is caused by her mom's absence. Just don't do that. That's gross. I gave this movie three and a half out of five stars. Good movie. Would watch again. Later this week, I will be reviewing Curious Caterer Mysteries, Dying for Chocolate, starring Andrew Walker and Nikki DeLoach. May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I am Filipino. I'm very proud of my heritage. I've also been very critical in the past of Hallmark's um, use of people of color 
in their casting, particularly Asians, um, because for years, Asian actors were relegated to just supportive roles, play the big, the little sister, the best friend, the concierge, etc. Never really giving them a chance to tell their love, to find love, etc. Um, recently, as of like 2020, they're finally letting that happen. And on my Instagram, I have shared collages of actors, Hallmark actors who are of Asian and Pacific Islander descent, descent, um, there are three collages of them, <laughs> at least I hope there are going to be, uh, but yeah, it ranges from Ryan Pavey, who's Dutch Indonesian, to, you know, Rob Keeper Williams, who did one movie for Hallmark. He's Maori. He did Pearl in Paradise, starring Joe Wagner and Christopher Palaha. Again, those collages will be on my Instagram. You can go look at it at Hallmark Heartbeats. It's also on my Facebook page, Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast. On my TikTok, which is also Hallmark Heartbeats, you guys, I will be doing video series of all of the Hallmark actors that are of Asian and Pacific Islander descent. You guys can check it out on there. It's Hallmark Heartbeats. Anyway, but yeah, it's going to be AAPI month, and I'm hoping to... Um, highlight their voices and push more of representation on Hallmark. Currently, there isn't any AAPI directors or writers that I'm aware of for Hallmark. I think next, in two weeks, the movie Romance, Road Trip Romance, starring Corey Seaver and um, Natalie Hall is starred by an Asian woman. I'm hoping to get her on the podcast, but she would be the first director that I am aware of, anyway, who is of Asian descent of a Hallmark movie, which is sad, but yay. <laughs> we need to like diversify not just what's going on in front of the camera, but also behind the camera, because honestly, a person of only a person of color can really tell the true stories of a person, another person of color. So, um, but yeah, and hope I will hopefully be joining the Hallmarkies podcast later this month, which I will again mention on this podcast where I will be joining Rachel and possibly Casey, where we talk about AAPI on media. Um, haven't gone through the details yet on that, but hopefully I'll talk about it later this month, later this week or next week once the details get ironed out. It's going to be a fun month. It's going to be a fun podcast. And of course I have like, 
several interviews coming up, which I will announce later. Okay. See you guys on later this week where we talk about dying for chocolate. Oh, curious cater dying for chocolate. Talk to you later. Bye.